Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 426. And today, we're going to be talking about a really, really hot topic. And that is pay-per-click. And we're going to be talking about our pay-per-click strategies that we're going to be using for fourth quarter. And uh, maybe you guys can uh, can uh, take some stuff away here and use in your own business or even launching your products. Because some people say, should I still use pay-per-click in fourth quarter? And we're going to ask that question to Chris. Chris, are you there, man? What's going on? Whoa. I am fantastic. Whoa, Whoa you hit that morning. note. That was nice. I, I made the note up myself, <laughs> so it's fine. I can pretend it's now that a that's note. what I was intending to do. Uh, well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I know you love love talking about pay per click and anything. I mean, pe- people, you know, they assume that you are that that data guy, and they're right. You are the data guy, but you don't like to be. I guess I'm a, uh, I'm a business numbers nerd. I'll throw that out there. Okay, you know, like okay. Proud. I, I'm not a math guy. Don't give me math, <laughs> but you can give me business numbers, and that's that's one of the things that I love, Scott, is looking at stuff and looking at businesses. And you and I have had this conversation, and oh, yeah. you know, our our good buddy Joel. He and I are are very much of the mindset that we can look at just about any business and find a way to improve it by looking at the business math. And, and PPC is definitely one of those areas. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the big question that a lot of people ask, and I mean, for anyone that's listening right now, we are going to be really covering, um, you know, some some strategies, some thoughts and planning on what we're doing moving forward uh, for fourth quarter, because we are approaching fourth quarter, depending on when you are uh, listening right now. Chris, what is the official date of fourth quarter? October 1st. Oh, so we're already in fourth quarter we're by the time that we're airing this and recording it. So we are officially in fourth quarter. Uh, okay, so we are That's in. That's a math problem I can do, Scott. See, there's 12 months in a year. <laughs> So if you divide that by four, that would be three months. So I the just last set three you months up. would be October, I just November, set you December. up for success. Uh, <laughs> That's what this is all about. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, you know, what I want to really do, though, Chris, is I want to talk about, number one, a lot of people, not not just, uh, you know, two people, like a lot of people think that we're going to have a lot of traffic anyway. I should probably just dial my pay-per-click down and back. And I'm not, I'm not really on the same, you know, I guess on the same plane there as far as that, because I think that with the increased amount of traffic, it gives us more opportunity to get more eyeballs. Um, what number one, what's your thoughts on that? And then let's kind of brainstorm together moving forward um, with our ad spend in pay-per-click in the new brand. What are my thoughts on PPC in fourth quarter in yes, general? Yes, yes, I, You know, for me, it it's no different than any other time of the year, Scott. And you and I get this question quite often, you know, every time we do a workshop, every time we do a Facebook Live, like a power hour on Fridays, people ask, you know, when should I turn off PPC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, my answer, of course, obviously, is it depends. But then it's only if it doesn't work, right? And that's the only time that I would ever suggest anybody turns it off. Fourth quarter isn't really an exception for that. And you and I are going to dive into some of the details here. But, you know, it tends to be a little bit more expensive because there's more people running ads because there's more traffic. But if it's still bringing you in break-even, profitable, or even sales slightly at a loss, depending on where you're making them and if you want to rank for that keyword, which you and I have talked about in the past, then it's still worth running. Now, if everybody in your space is running at $20 a click for a bid and you're selling a $15 product, then I, you know, maybe not, but you have to look at the numbers before you make that decision. I definitely would not turn it off 
just in general because your competitors are going to be running it, right? Mm. And we want to at least be seen as often as them to have the same chance to convert and to make those sales. Does that make sense? It, it makes total sense. And I think, again, I mean, I just interviewed a gentleman the other day and, you know, he talked a lot about his, his ACOS. Like, you know, he's like, you know, it starts to go up a little bit, but then once I turn my pay-per-click off for a day or two, my sales drop. So he knows he's getting organic sales because of that, even though he's not getting it 100% from pay-per-click. So I just think people get caught up in those numbers in, in the ACoS. And I, I know, I, I get that, right? We have to be profitable. But a lot of times people aren't taking into effect that, that you know, those organic sales could be, be, could be the cause of you ranking better because you're driving sales through these other, uh, you know, paid searches. Um, so I think it's really, really important to highlight that. And I think moving into fourth quarter, I, I mean, again, unless we're talking about an inventory issue. Now, Chris, we have a product right now that we're not running pay-per-click on. Why aren't we? <laughs> we can't keep it in stock. Right. So right. we don't need – and that, that's one of those things where, you know, Scott, if we didn't have a consistent inventory issue on that – we should be running PPC. And it's actually a question, you know, since we're talking about some of the, the strategies we're going to be using, because our goal is kind of to triple sales during Q4 in this brand, you know, are we going to be running PPC in Q4 for that product, even if it means we run into an inventory issue to, to kind of achieve that goal? And so that's something I kind of wanted to discuss with you anyway. But the reason that we're not currently is because we are selling enough organically that we have inventory issues to begin with. And if you're running PPC on a product, we generally say, and I've said in the past, I wouldn't turn it off necessarily to slow those sales down if you're going to run out of stock. We just know that organically we're selling enough that we're going to have stock issues. So we don't want to exasperate that. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so it, it's one of those things where we should probably turn PPC on for that product uh, if we think we're going to be able to keep it in stock. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, you know, it's one of those it's one of those decisions, right? It's like, we know how painful it is to run out of inventory because we've done it. And, uh, and it, you know, it didn't take long to get back because we had a list, right? We've built our email list. We we've got a Facebook uh, group page. We've also got people that help us share, uh, in other bigger pages and all of that stuff. So that stuff's all in place. Um, but for someone that doesn't have that, I think it's critical that you use pay-per-click because you have no other way to get exposure. And I think that's a bigger part of the launch process right now is, is really, like Dom says, maybe a lower barrier to entry uh, by going with a little bit of a lower price, but then dialing up the pay-per-click and being aggressive on that side of things. Um, so it really just depends on where you are in the process. But I don't think that you shouldn't be running uh, pay-per-click unless you're selling so well that, uh, you know, and you're ranking so well uh, that you don't need to right now because inventory is going to be a problem. You don't want to force yourself out of inventory either to where, uh, you know, now all of a sudden you're going to be playing catch up all the time. Um, so it, it is a balance, but for most products, even, I mean, all of the other ones in our brand, pretty much we're running pay-per-click for, and, um, and we're, we're selling, you know, through those every single day and we're, it's helping our rank. It's helping, uh, helping the organic side of things. Um, so it's something that we're going to definitely be doing more of moving forward. Um, there is one product actually, Chris, that we're going to be getting back in stock. It's in, it's in stock right now. We have a very, uh, limited amount right now we're, if we're not careful, we're going to run out. We're not running pay-per-click on that one, but we're getting about 1500 units in, I believe it's going to be middle of next week. So that one there, we will be dialing back up. And I was running pay-per-click on that one. 
on a regular basis. Uh, and, and again, not much. Like a lot of people want to know, like, like how much are you running? That one here, I think we were doing like 25 bucks a day. Like, I think, and that's, I think that was it. That I think is probably a great place to start, Scott, is, you know, are you going to double, triple, quadruple budgets for PPC or are you just going to kind of see where it takes you? Because the the goal in all of this is not just to spend money on PPC, obviously, right? right? It's right. to make sales that are at the very worst break even for us mm-hmm. so that we're not losing money and we're still capitalizing on that traffic. But ideally, we're going to be making money on that. So I, I guess that would be a place that I would want to start in terms of if, if I was curious what to do in Q4, what, what are your thoughts on what you're going to do with budget in Q4? Well, you know what? I'm going to turn that back over to you because I know you do have some thoughts on this. And I mean, again, my first thought is we have to wait to see what the numbers are doing. So I would slowly increase. I wouldn't just say I'm going to go from $25 to $100. I would increase that probably to $50 and then keep an eye on it. Um, and then from there we can, we can continually, you know, add to it. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Do you, do you go a hundred percent, like from 25 to a hundred or do you slowly scale it? I, and it's funny cause I'm pretty sure, you know, how I'm going to answer this question. Cause we had this conversation for some of the other stuff, like the off Amazon stuff that we've been doing, yep, but Facebook, I'm a fan Facebook of, of always slowly scaling. And the reason for that is, is really twofold. One, I don't know how it's going to scale until it starts to scale in Mm -hmm. terms of how well it's going to perform, right? Right. If I throw 50 bucks in, Amazon is going to try to spend that 50 bucks, right? And and we've talked about this in the past with, we kind of turn PPC on at like 11 a.m. and turn it off at 11 p.m. because that's when we found that we make the most sales. We get the best return on investment in general. If we leave it on throughout the day, Amazon seems to kind of stretch that budget out and they'll be running it at 3 a.m. and we'll get some clicks, but we don't really get any sales, right? So the same thing applies with extra dollars in the pot. If I'm going to double that budget, Amazon is going to try to spend double that money in a day, which doesn't necessarily work out for me in terms of ACOS. So Mm -hmm. I might take it from 25 to 35, right? And then from 35 to 45, if I see my my ACOS is staying about the same, I'm going to continue increasing that budget until I'm not spending my daily budget. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes makes total sense. Uh, one little side note there, I would I would uh, you know let people know of one thing that we started to do is uh, I'm taking an auto campaign, I'm turning that one on, maybe twenty bucks. I'm doing a lower uh, a lower bid, let's say thirty cents, and I'll let that one run all the time. Um, I haven't been turning that one off. I don't know if I even told you that, Chris, but I've been letting them pretty much run. Um, and it, it doesn't seem to go out of budget because again, I'm only trying to get exposure at that point at a really low cost per click, but it also allows me to be there. Um, if another, you know, seller runs out of, you know, budget and now there's nothing there to fill the, fill the spot, I'm going to fill the spot. So, and that really hasn't hurt us. Actually, it's, it's done pretty well picking up a few extra sales, um, and not spending a ton. Um, we don't, I don't go through the $20 a day. It might be like, I don't know, maybe like eight bucks, you know? So Scott, are you doing one campaign for each product or did you just bundle? Okay. Mm -hmm. So you're running, you're running the manual campaigns that were, that we've been running. Yep. Which is, you you know, your manual broad match. And then we kind of move the winners around. If, If we find something that works really well in Fraser exact, then we'll start to incorporate those. But you're also then taking the product. So you have your, your manual campaign for the garlic press, but then you're also running, like a 30 cent bid auto campaign that's just kind of on in the background. Yep. 
to pick up some of that that extra ad inventory that might be out there. Exactly. Yep. And it doesn't that's hurt a, you. That's a really cool idea, actually. And I haven't I haven't heard a ton of people talking about doing it that way. I like the idea of using the auto campaign for that um, because we've talked about some keyword discovery benefits that come out of the auto campaign and some of that kind of stuff. You're going to cover the majority of the things, the, the keywords and search terms that your customers are typing in with that that manual campaign, right? But any of the things you didn't think of, you're going to get some inspiration. Some of the lower cost terms you'll see come up over and over again in that auto campaign, which I think is really cool. And then you also get the added benefit of of showing up if somebody runs out of budget, which yeah. I think is a, a really cool idea. Yeah, no. And, and again, it doesn't really hurt you. It's And you might not spend that much, but it's there. Uh, so you, you're getting that exposure and, you know, we're getting some, some impressions and, uh, you know, we're getting some clicks and we're getting some sales and it's not hurting you. Um, it doesn't cost all that much and you're getting some more data in, in the meantime. Um, so I think this would be a good spot though. Um, I want to let people know, I, I should have probably did this in the beginning, Chris, but, uh, some people are new or some people are, you know, coming back to pay-per-click and they're still a little confused on the structure and kind of like, you know, how to get things set up. Uh, there's two resources. The first one is we did, uh, what was it, Chris, like five Facebook lives. Um, and we talked all about the structure, the setup, um, how to mine for, uh, for keywords and search terms and the differences and all that stuff. That resource can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC, totally free. Um, it's Chris and I and Jeff Cohen um, and Seller Labs, those guys over there um, helping us out with um, really trying to teach it. And, and just giving you more, I guess, ideas, but then also trying to understand on how it really works. Um, the other cool thing is they just told me that they created a book, a guide uh, that goes through and breaks it down visually, which I really love. Um, and I'm, I'm really digging it because it, I'm a visual guy, Chris, and I think you are too. It's like when you see something and you can kind of get it better when you visualize it. Um, and everything is really broken down. So if you guys are interested in that, again, another free resource, um, the amazing forward slash PPC book. And, um, you can go grab that and it'll really give you a visual. And also, you know, I think there's also a case study in there. It shows you, um, how things were structured before and now how they're structured and how it's helped. Um, so definitely go check out those two resources because I know it can be overwhelming at times. My biggest thing is, is just getting started with a small ad spend, getting your feet wet and then slowly starting to increase. But let's just say at this point, you're coming into this game fourth quarter. We want to take advantage of this fourth quarter the best that we can. Why not? Right. The eyeballs are there. The traffic is there. We want to capitalize on that. So Chris, let's talk next about. We talked a little bit about budget. We talked a little bit about like campaigns. Do you run or do you suggest running new campaigns uh, or do you just want to take the ones that have been converting the best? Like where, where are you making adjustments if you're making any at all, or are you just increasing the ad spend? And so I think that's a great question, Scott, because there's multiple answers to that, right? It depends. So if you have campaigns that you've been running and you know how they perform, obviously I would recommend continuing to run those. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing something like that auto trick that you just brought up where you're running, you know, just an auto campaign in the background at a super low bid, like 25 cents or 30 cents, turn that on. If you're not running PPC, I would suggest getting it started probably now um, so that you have a couple weeks worth of data before everything really rolls in in, you know, like the end of October, first week of November when everything really starts to pick up. But if you have campaigns that are running, I would suggest just increasing the budget. And the other thing you'll have to keep an eye on during Q4, Scott, obviously, is the bid. 
right? Mm. So you'll have to keep an eye kind of on your impressions and see if you have to raise your bid. You should know, you should be able to kind of know at a glance by looking either inside your Ignite dashboard or inside your Seller Central advertising dashboard if your impressions are changing from week to week or, or month to month. If they're staying fairly static, then you're probably okay with the bid you, you are at now. If not, you're gonna probably need to increase that. And I know last year we had to increase it 25, 30% to kind of stay in the same range. Yeah. And we were okay with that because we actually improved our ACOS because more people were there just to buy stuff. Mm. So even though we were paying more per click, we actually had a better conversion rate because the people we're clicking and buying at a higher frequency. Yeah, and uh, the other thing I think to uh, to to think about here is, you know, people come to me all the time and they're like, you know, I have products that I want to liquidate, and I'm not really sure how to do that. Should I run pay per click to liquidate them? And the answer is, yeah. I mean, if you can if you can figure in your break even point and price your item to be competitive or to be lower than your competition and you want to run some some ads to it, um, I think fourth quarter is the best time to do it as well because you have more eyeballs. Um, so Chris, what's your thoughts on that? In, in terms of running PPC to liquidate a product, yeah. as long as you can do it at break even or profitable or or whatever your quote unquote acceptable loss is there, right? Then, then I think it's fine. It's definitely worth trying. If you have a product that just isn't working for you, it's definitely worth trying. And I, I would couple that with a price reduction, right? So make it price competitive and then run some ads. But you're going to have to keep an eye on that ACOS and make sure that you're not overspending and and all those kinds of things, just like you would on any other product. It's just a little more difficult if you're coupling that with a price reduction. You have to be really careful about where those margins are. Now, yeah. if you're just trying to clear it out, then that's really easy, right? <laughs> but right. if you're trying to to break even or even make a little bit from that product, then you have to, you have to be a little more careful with that. But Q4 would be the time to do that. Right. Absolutely. Right. Because you're, you're doubling or tripling the number of eyeballs that are going to be on the site over the next two and a half, three months. Yeah. And, you know, cause again, I mean, even for us, we've got like two SKUs that, um, we're going to want to liquidate. And to be honest with you, I'm even willing to take a little bit of a loss and here's why. Number one, I want to get most of that money back. I don't have to get it all back. Let's say I spent $3,000 on inventory. If I get $2,500 of that back, I'm okay with that. I lost 500 bucks, let's call it. But now I got $2,500 more in my possession that I can then roll into my new product or maybe even more inventory that of products that are selling. But so many people get stuck on, I'm going to lose money. Uh, you're, you're not necessarily losing money in, in a, as a whole, but as like that one product, you, you could feel like you are, and technically you are. Well, here's the other thing too, and I'm not a, an accountant or anything, but if you lose money on a, in a business and in, in part of a, you know, a product or whatever, you, you actually act, or that acts as a, as a deduction because it's not money that you've earned, you've lost. So um, again, not an accountant. And actually Brody, I think he is, but he is laying below me sleeping and snoring. So he's, he's out of commission right now. Uh, but... Um, I just look at it like for us in this new brand, and I had this conversation with our partner, Chris, I, I talked to you about it as well. Um, you know, there's so many products that we want to launch, but you got to draw the line until you can free up some more cash inside of the business, unless you got, you constantly want to keep borrowing and we don't want to do that. So my thought was we've got two SKUs that are mediocre selling two to sometimes five a day, um, but, but rare. Um, and we have to lower the price in order to get it there. So we're not going to really be able to make a lot of money on this thing in the long run. So we want to liquidate the products. We might have like 300 of one and might have like 800 of another, 
we're just going to break even or even lose a buck a piece. Who cares at this point? I want to get that money back so I can roll it out in those two other products that I want to roll out that I think are going to do better. Um, so again, I know this, that's not pay-per-click talk, but it's a, a question that gets asked a lot. And I think fourth quarter is a great time to get in front of those eyeballs of people that you can liquidate a product. So just think about that. Um, Chris, what else did you want to talk about here? Fourth quarter stuff, even for ourselves, as far as moving forward, um, something that you think that people would get value from. So there, there's a couple of things. One, um, I want to talk about like days to avoid or days to, to ah, watch it like a hawk, Scott. Yeah, yeah. And there's two big ones that come to mind, which would be Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I wanted to get your thoughts on if, if it's even worth running PPC on those two days, and then I'll, I'll give mine as well. Yeah, ugh, that is a tough one. And I think it depends on, I just said it, Chris. I just said it depends. I Man, I got to get you a shirt. Uh, I think if you are already selling at a pretty good rate uh, and you're ranking well, I don't think you need to increase it, but I don't think I would turn it off. Uh, but again, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be a per basis kind of decision. It's like, you got to look and see where you are. I know with ourselves, if we're looking at the new brand, um, on those days, I mean, we've got so many ways of driving traffic that I don't think that it's going to be a problem. Um, I'm probably going to say we, we keep our ad spend, uh, close to where it is right now. Um, because we have an email list that we're going to be doing like 10 days to Christmas type stuff or right around the holidays or, or even Thanksgiving. Um, so Black Friday, uh, Cyber Monday, like there's all of those things that we're going to be able to reach people that some people might not be able to because they didn't spend the time to build the list or connect to an influencer or any of that stuff. But I, you know, I, I'm, I'm torn there a little bit. I think for us, I'm going to probably say we leave things where they are. Um, and then we kind of keep an eye on that, um, on those bigger days. Cause those bigger days, we're going to be already going to be driving a ton. Um, now for ramping up a new product, I would say hundred percent. Yes. Um, that's my thoughts, Chris. I'm kind of in the same boat as you, you know, and, and we had this conversation back on prime day, which it, it functions very similar to like a black Friday, cyber Monday type day. Um, I don't think I'm, I'm not of the impression or of, of the mindset that we should be tripling our budgets, taking it to $150, right? Because there's going to be traffic there. And if our product already ranks well organically, we're going to get to take advantage of that day. I am, however, willing to say, okay, even if we spend our 25, 30 bucks and don't make a single sale, oh, well, yep. right. But if I take that to 150, 200 bucks, that then becomes really annoying to me as a business person, right? Like, and that that's just my weird threshold there. But, you know, for the, the extra few sales that, that we might pick up through PPC there, it's going to be a more expensive day. We're going to be paying more per click during that time because everybody else raises their bids, right? So I, to me, I would kind of leave it at status quo. Now, the other thing that you may do, Scott, and this is another thing I wanted to talk to you about, is take advantage of something like Bid Plus, Right. Where if you're not in some of those those like top spots, Amazon will raise your bid by I think it's up to 50 percent um, to try to get you in there. And generally, I'm not a huge fan of bid plus. But on days like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it might be worth turning on if you're willing to pay a little bit more. And that way you don't even really have to mess around with your bids. You can just enable that feature and then turn it off after that if you're not using it otherwise. All right. Um, let me let me let me stop you right there. Pause. Time out. Like I'm calling time out in the game. Um Talk about bid plus real quick because I know people are like, what the heck is that? So give us a, a little quick uh, summary and kind of like how that works for bid plus inside of uh, uh, your sponsored product ads. 
So Bid Plus is a feature that Amazon has inside of their sponsored products, and it automatically boosts ad groups or keywords up to 50%. I think it's 50%. Is it the budget or um, the click or what is it? The, the bid, okay. the cost per click bid, mm -hmm. right? And so basically they're trying to get you into that like top row from what I've seen. So like the top three, top five ad spots. If you're already in those ad spots, they're not going to raise your bid. So that's one really easy way to get and, and take advantage of that traffic with your existing budget without having to monkey with your bids. Because I know you and I bid differently on different keywords, different search terms in a lot of cases based on what's been working and what's not. And mm -hmm. so if something like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, it's really easy to just turn that on and say, Amazon, go ahead and run with it. And then I don't have to worry about resetting all my bids to what they were before that. I can just disable that feature. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, so, I like that, yeah. So bid plus is kind of cool if you need it mm -hmm. uh, in, in a circumstance like that where you know all your competitors are going to be raising your bids. So basically by turning that option on, you're just saying, hey, Amazon, I'm willing to pay 50% more than the dollar that I bid. Does that make sense? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so now you're willing to spend it up to $1.50. It's basically just taking that and, and adding to that. Now, the other thing that you could do, because some people be like, well, gosh, they'll just keep spending, spending, and spending, then I'm going to be showing up at, you know, I'm going to be bidding a lot higher. Um, you can also uh, set your daily ad uh, budget limit, and then you can do it on your entire account too. I've talked about this before. And again, guys, we go through all that stuff um, at that free resource, theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC and break down all that stuff. But really, um, at a high level, like you can look at your, at your ads account, your sponsored product ads account, uh, all of your campaigns, everything, you can set that daily ad budget for the entire account. So you'll never go over a hundred dollars, let's say, or $200. But if you don't engage that and you have, let's say five different campaigns running, uh, and one is 25, you know, daily budget, the other one's, you know, 25, the next one's 50, the next one's 25, or maybe, and then may maybe even another one for 50, you could technically go over that because it's going to spend what you're allowing it to spend and you're not capping that. Um, the other thing that you need to understand and Dom kind of pointed, points this out all the time is if you don't spend that, it'll kind of go on a 30 day run, right, Chris? So, it, yeah, the way that Amazon budgets kind of work is it's not really a daily budget per se. It's like a budget times 30. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you haven't spent that in the past, they can actually overspend that budget. Facebook kind of does the same thing mm -hmm. um, if you have like a lifetime budget. Right. Which is kind of how Amazon looks at this. So and Scott, I think your account level budget is super important for days like Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Totally. Right. If, if you have a set amount that you're willing to spend on those days, 200, 300, 500 whatever, you know, whatever that amount is, make sure you set that at the account level. Because if you have three, four, five SKUs and you're running multiple campaigns on each of those, it's really easy to forget that each one of those has their own campaign budgets. So if you go in and, and tweak those and say, okay, you know, I'm going to take my budget. I am going to double my budget for Black Friday. You go in, you take everything from 20 to 40, but you only set aside $200 for the day. Well, congratulations. Now you just spent 400, right, right? Right. If you don't set that campaign level budget. So if you have like a top line number that you want to cut it off at, no matter what, definitely, definitely take advantage of that feature. And days like Black Friday, Cyber Monday are definitely times that you want to have that enabled because mm -hmm. you're 
very, very, very likely to hit those numbers regardless of what you set your daily budget at. Yeah, and for anyone that's wondering, uh, if you just go into your advertising and then you get into your your uh, sponsored product ads, you'll see three tabs, at least right now, currently, <laughs> the time that I'm recording this. Uh, this is how it looks, but you have campaigns. You have a tab that says campaigns. You have another one that says bulk operations, and then another one that's advertising settings. And then inside of there is where you'll go and you can it'll say sponsored products daily budget cap. And then it says use it'll it'll the default to use campaign level budgets only, or you can update the advertising, um, or you can update that by putting in an amount. Um, so that's kind of how that works. So just you can dig around in there, find it, but that's where it's listed and that's where you can find it. Some people have asked me, like, I can't find that setting. Um, it's right there. Um, and that's at your campaign or at your account level. So it's over the entire account and takes all of your campaigns into account. The other thing to do, and that's why we, we like to turn things on at 11 in the morning and turn them off at 11 at night is because then, you know, we can kind of monitor that, but then we can also just turn it off and then we don't have to worry about it overspending. Um, we can kind of see where we're at, or if it starts to overspend, we can kind of cut it off by pausing our campaigns. Um, you can pull it back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just pull it back. Um, all right, cool. Uh, okay. I wanted to talk about that. What else we want to discuss here, Chris, before we wrap up for fourth quarter? In terms of PPC, uh, Scott, the only other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was, are you going to take advantage of the headline search ads during Q4? Well, and <laughs> that would be the question that I'd be asking you. Chris, do you think we should take advantage of the headline search ads? Uh, I've told people I'm not I'm not the tech guy. I'm not the uh, the pay-per-click expert. Um, and uh, I, I know how to run them. I've, I run my own campaigns um, and stuff. But uh, that's where I would probably lean on you for this one. So I'm going to lean on you. Chris, should we run headline search ads? The answer for me there is most likely yes. If you guys have access to this feature, it's worth at least testing. Right. And Scott, this is something that we're going to have to kind of clean up and tidy up a bit because I know not everything currently falls under our brand registry um, that we have for that brand. And I noticed that the other day because I went to actually run some headline search ads just to set everything up. Uh, <laughs> so we do have to check that. So if you guys are brand registered, you should have access to the headline search ads. And, and if you guys don't know what those are, those are the banner ads that show up across the top. So if you have one product, they're not really usable but if you have more than one they're a very good experience for people now scott the thing that i will say is these are not going to be the single thing and i know we said at the beginning like what are we going to do to try to triple our sales we're going to increase our budgets we're going to tune in you know our bids we're potentially going to use some some bid plus but this i think is it not going to necessarily triple it by itself but it's definitely going to help you pick up some additional sales mm. um the thing with headline search ads and the disclaimer that I always kind of throw out there is they cost less per sale. So they have a better ACOS generally, but they also perform at a much lower rate. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you get fewer clicks, which means you're getting fewer sales, but those sales cost you generally 30, 40, 50% less mm -hmm. than through sponsored products because the bid cost is lower. Mm. Now, with the increase in Amazon traffic, you can potentially take what would be one or two additional sales a day through something like the, the headline search ads and turn that into an additional three or four sales a day yeah. because there's that just additional amount of traffic. Now, again, you are spending to acquire those, so you're going to have to keep your eye on all of the, the metrics, you know, your click-throughs, your, your cost per click, and your ACOS, but it's definitely worth trying to see if it picks you up some additional sales because even though they perform at a lower rate because of the increase in Amazon traffic, that rate just grows exponentially. Right. So if they're only 
you know, if they're getting you one sale a day out of 10, but Amazon doubles their traffic, well, now that's two sales a day, right? So you just increased your sales through that by 50%, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's an additional 30 sales a month, Absolutely, right? For, yeah. for not doing anything else other than having that running. So it's worth at least trying for a few weeks. And if you guys have access to that, I would try it now so that as traffic starts to increase throughout the rest of October and into November and December, that you have that in place and you can figure out what's working and what's not working. Another little ninja trick with those, Scott, if you guys have existing PPC data and you have a keyword that performed really well in terms of sales but had a bad ACOS, so you know you had to pay a lot to get clicks on it, so you weren't necessarily profitable, but you had a good conversion rate on mm -hmm. it, try running headline search ads on that keyword on that search term. Because a lot of times, you'll be able to get a lower bid through headline search ads than you can through the traditional sponsored products. And so you may actually be able to make some of those keywords profitable that weren't profitable inside of the traditional sponsored products placements. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot, yeah. So guys, you might wanna rewind that one and listen to that one again. That was good. Um, that was good. I, I, it makes total sense. I mean. Like you said, like you're not going to probably get as much from the headline search edge, at least right now. But like you said, if you have some keywords or search terms that have performed well, but they're kind of expensive, um, you may be able to reduce that cost and, and add a few extra sales by using the headline search ads um, just by using that data. That's why we say it's so important to look at the data anyway and to look at your sponsored product ads, uh, you know, your report and see and see the the, the search term. Uh, and again, guys, we talk all about that in the pay-per-click uh, resource that we we did for you guys. And that can be found again at theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC. And again, some of this stuff is also discussed inside of the book that Seller Labs put together. And that can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC book. And I'll put everything, all the, all the links that we talk about inside the show notes um, to this episode. Um, but one thing I did want to say before we wrap up here, Chris, and this gets asked a lot as well, let's say that I've got a lightning deal happening and it's happening, let's say it's happening in the fourth quarter and there is going to be an increased amount of traffic. So that's awesome. Right. And we get that all the time. Should I run lightning deals during this time? It de and again, that it depends comes up. Um, and it depends on really like what other forms of traffic are you going to be able to drive? Because this is a way for you to do it. If you don't have a list. Um, to be able to get in front of eyeballs of people that are potentially your buyers, but we've just felt that they don't perform as well um, as they used to. I think they're becoming more common, but I also think that uh, when you have your own way to drive traffic, it's it's just better. Um, but the question we get is- And it's I'm, free. And it's free, yeah. And you know, <laughs> lightning deals aren't. Um, so, and they're more expensive in, in the fourth quarter. Well, at least around Black Friday, you know, Cyber Monday, any of those things. Let me ask you though, Chris, if, uh, if we're running a lightning deal, are we turning off pay-per-click? Yeah, I would definitely have it paused during the lightning deal. Uh, and the reason for that, and again, this is purely anecdotal, but I've seen it multiple times in accounts that I work in. Scott, I know you've seen it as well. I know Dom has seen it. If you're running a lightning deal, people will just go to Amazon. They'll see it in the email and they won't click on the link and they'll go to amazon.com and they'll type in Scott's garlic press. Right. Because they know it's on a lightning deal. They saw it or their wife yelled at them, you know, <laughs> right. or their husband yelled out from the bathroom as he was scrolling through on his phone that, hey, honey, the garlic press you wanted is on a lightning deal. She jumps on Amazon, types in Scott's garlic press and then clicks on the sponsored ad. And that is 
obviously not profitable for you because you're running the lightning deal and you're paying that ad cost. So what I've noticed in situations like that, and again, purely anecdotal, but it, I've seen it multiple times. So I, for me, for our brand, Scott, I would be turning it off is you do see that you spend basically through that budget during the period of the lightning deal because there's people specifically looking for the product. They're going to come to amazon.com, type in the name of the product and then click on the sponsored ad, which while that's normally what we want during a lightning deal, that's not necessarily what we want because there's more people looking for our specific thing. And what I would rather save my budget for is for people just typing in garlic press that haven't already made their decision on the one they want to buy. Does that make sense? It does. It does. You know, you want to, you want to be careful with that, I think. And, uh, I would, I would say the same thing. I would turn it off. You're putting that energy and, and the money into the lightning deal. We want to, we want to get as much as we can from that. You don't want to pay, um, for people that are finding your, your product and then clicking on your ad, but they could have just clicked on the link to go buy it. So, right. And, and plus I want to see what the lightning deal does on yeah. its own. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because you know, that, that'll be a great way to, to see that is by looking at those numbers. So yeah, I think that's, that's huge. And again, that's another question that a lot of people, a lot of people ask. So, all right. So I think that's good. Chris, is there any last things you wanted to discuss? Are we ready to wrap this up? Well, I think I just wanted to recap, Scott. I wanted to recap kind of some of the stuff that we're going to do in fourth quarter. And we talked about it, but we didn't necessarily talk about it from a strategy perspective. So we are going to be increasing our budgets. Now, we're not going to just double them, triple them like we said earlier. We're going to slowly start to increase those until we see them not spending to budget or not being profitable for us anymore. Same thing goes with bids. If we need to raise our bids, we're going to slowly raise those bids until – it, we reach a point where either we don't need to raise them anymore or it's not profitable from an ACOS perspective. The other thing we're going to be doing is we're going to probably avoid some of those days where we would be spending a lot of money, right? Yeah. So our, yeah. our Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we're not going to really do anything special in terms of PPC for those. And then we're going to be dialing in some headline search ads just to take advantage of the additional lower cost traffic and see if that will help us pick up another 10, 15, 20% in sales. Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I think that's it's a great plan, and uh, we'll we'll let you guys know how everything goes. Um, the other part of that plan is not necessarily pay per click related, but uh, we are uh, actually in the process right now. Uh, the time that this is going to be um, airing, we're doing another contest inside of our inside of our brand, and we're going to be uh, we're going to be you know driving traffic there, building our email email list even even bigger, um, and using that. And we're actually Chris was just uh, telling me uh, before we got on here that. Uh, He's in the process of writing some emails um, to do some of our promotions to our email list for fourth quarter. Um, and, uh, you know, and that's really what we're going to be focusing on as well. So we're, we're kind of doing a little bit of everything, but our we've seen the most growth uh, with uh, with building the email list and driving traffic and building our Facebook, you know, page and, and reaching out to other people in in our in our you know, market and, uh, and getting in front of the right people. Um, and you know, pay-per-click is a great way to get in front of the right people because they're searching inside of, you know, Amazon, which is a search engine for buyers. And, uh, you know, you should be using it. And, uh, and we are going to be using that as part of our, as part of our fourth quarter, you know, strategy to triple sales. And I'm, I'm saying triple, I, I hope we quadruple to be honest with you. I hope we, we do even better than that, but we'll, we'll keep you guys posted. And, uh, you know, if you guys want to, uh, to check out the resources that we put together, I'll link everything up in the show notes. Um, and that can be found at the amazing forward slash four twenty five, And you can get all that right there. And, uh, yeah, Chris, uh, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Are you ready to wrap it up now? 
I am. So are you going to do uh, the ending, the official ending with me? I think I'll uh, I'll say it with you. I'll say it loud and, <laughs> and I'll say it proud. All right, let's do this. Guys, as always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Chris, are you going to do it with me now? I am. On the count of three. One, two, three. Take, Take action. action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go out there and get fourth quarter. What's going on? 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 Whoa. I am fantastic. Whoa, Whoa you hit that morning. note. That was nice. I, I made the note up myself. <laughs>